on the block on demand. Without Jerry McNamara, we wouldn't have won 10 games this year. Okay? Not 10. Two seconds and one. It's 10 wins in a row for the Crunch. It's the biggest upset in the Carrier Dome in more than 30 years as the Orange hold off the defending national champions. They beat Clemson. The Bills make me want to shout. McCoy in the backfield takes the handoff, runs up the middle, breaks a tackle. He's inside the 10, cuts to the left, into the end zone. Buffalo wins. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Somebody in Vegas told them they were going to win by 20. They'll look at the positive side of things once in a while instead of the negative all the time. This is On the Block. Here's X-Men. Radio 97.7, 100.1, ESPN Radio, Utica Rome, tap into Mohawk Valley. Great to have you along for the ride on 96.5 FM. Hope you guys are doing good. Maybe you're listening on the ESPN app. For the mere 12 shopping days left until Christmas, you're hustling and bustling out there, getting that Christmas shopping done, doing the thing. Kids are still doing their thing here, there, everywhere. Christmas parties to go to. Uh, it'll be the Snoopy sweater that lights up part two tonight. Another uh, Christmas festivity uh, you'll be attending after this radio program. Still going, by the way. So I bought this uh, Snoopy sweater, and it's got lights in it. And I have no idea how to turn these things off. I have no clue. I just, I don't know how to do it. So I bought it, I want to say last Wednesday, and it's still going. I'm like, well, how long is this thing going to go? Because I've got like four Christmas parties I want to wear this to, and I want the lights to work. And I don't know how to replace the lights. I don't know how to turn them off to conserve the energy. It's just like these little LED lights you kind of stick in these little like pockets, and it's still going. So there you go. Information for life, things that you want to know. Also, uh, I put a poll up on Twitter today. Better Bruce Springsteen Christmas song. Santa Claus is coming to town or Merry Christmas, baby. Now, I know who the heavy favorite is here. All I'm saying is Merry Christmas, baby, underrated. It's refreshing to hear that once in a while instead of Santa Claus is coming to town again. Y'all been good out there? Oh, that's not many. That's not many. Okay, let's get on track here. We got things to do. We got sports to talk. You have a phone number you can use at 437 7644. A Twitter feed where you can always reach me, Brent Axe Media. Brent Axe Media on Twitter. Uh, speaking of Twitter, shout out to the Casanova Wildcats who had one of the wildest endings to a basketball game, you know, you will see this year last night. I retweeted that. They were kind enough to send me a video of that on Twitter. You can certainly see it on their Twitter feed as well at Kaz Wildcats. I retweeted it just a short time ago. Awesome ending last night. Just fantastic stuff. Hopefully Sports Center will pick up on that because it's it's a wild, wild ending to a basketball game. So the Twitter is there as always, or you can text the show. I would prefer you text me during my show, but if you do feel the need to text Seth uh, like a few people have done during the show, then you know. 
can't stop you. It's the holiday season. Who am I to, to stop you from doing that? Spreading the joy. I do prefer you text me, though, during this show. 288-0644 is, is how you do that. So we have two guests joining us today. One is John Wildhack. He is the athletic director at Syracuse University. And if you were listening yesterday, well, we had John on the show yesterday, kind of. See, yesterday, just as we were getting off the air, at about 5.55 p.m., the news breaks that Dino Babers has been given a contract extension by Syracuse University. Thanks, Brent. Welcome, Coach. I did not do that, though. You can thank John Wildhack for that. So we went into extended coverage mode, which is something we don't do often, but that was certainly news worthy of me staying on the air for about 40 minutes longer. In that show, which was kind of technically on-the-block bonus coverage, we did speak with John Wildhack. But since it wasn't technically this show, it was just kind of extended coverage, we were scheduled to talk with John today at 5 o'clock, and he's willing to come on again, so why not? We'll have the AD on two days in a row. Technically on ESPN Radio Syracuse, but not technically on the block, right? So it's all like formalities here and semantics, but we will, uh, point being, we'll talk to the AD. Uh, He's had a lot to say. I'm going to play some clips here momentarily of some things he said last night in case you uh, abandoned ship last night and missed the extended coverage that we had, including our conversation with Wild Heck, his first reaction to the uh, contract extension for Coach Babers. But we've got other things to discuss with the AD, as we always do. So we will do that about an hour from now, our weekly chat with Coach Beheim. It's every Thursday. It's presented by Ferron and Son Funeral Home. You'll hear it at about 530 as well, think you'll enjoy that. Syracuse has had a nice kind of get back to basics week, I think is a good way to put it, with practice and finals week, no games since Georgetown back at it Saturday against Old Dominion. What kind of Monarchs squad will the Orange see on Saturday? We will discuss that with Coach Beheim and more later in the show. This may be the all-time how long can I take a take from Stephen A. Smith, like an all-timer. I'm predicting an all-timer coming up during hot takes and so much more. But you know what the big news is. As mentioned, happened as we got off the air last night. How did it all come together? As John Wildhack told me first here on ESPN Radio Syracuse last night. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's it, it's been tough because you guys have all asked the right questions in the past, you know, week to, to 10 days. And, you know, I've, one of my favorite athletes of all time and people of all time is Muhammad Ali. So I had to borrow his rope dope for the rumble <laughs> to jumble with you guys. And, um, but, uh, you know, we've been in, we've been in conversations with, you know, with Dino's agent. Um, and the first one started right around a month ago. And those conversations were steady. I would describe them as, is very detailed, very professional and, um, thrilled with, um, yeah, well, the way, what we announced today, we we reached verbal agreement. Um, it was literally about ten minutes before tip-off on Saturday. I'm in the I'm in the back of, of of the dome down by Stadium Control, down by the stairwell, talking to Dino's agent, and that's where we reached verbal agreement. And then we worked really hard to uh, to get everything documented and signed to the, signed uh, this afternoon, and announced. Um, you know, just a little while ago. So that's how the deal gets done in a, a cramped tunnel by stadium control. 
verbal agreement, I's got dotted, T's got crossed, and Dino Babers has a contract extension. Now, we don't know how long that is, the terms of the deal, the financial numbers. Believe me, we tried to get that. Billion dollars. I don't think so, Coach. I think it's a little lower than that. And we'll have John on again, and I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll try again, but uh, I, don't, I don't think we're going to get him on that one. But this was something, as Wild Hack told me last night, that they first started thinking about a few months ago. And if the season turned out the way they thought it could, best case scenario, then, hey, we should do something about that. And, well, that certainly happened. Well, they're very good. And the first conversation I had with Dino was before our November board meeting. And I, and I told him, I said, what, uh, what I want to discuss with the board is, um, is my desire to, uh, to extend you long-term and obviously you make a decision like this, you need the support from the chancellor, you need the, the support of the board. And I'm very thankful to chancellor Severud. He has been incredibly, incredibly supportive, not only with this, but everything we've tried to do with the football program in the 27 months I've been here. And I'm very thankful to Steve Barnes who's the chairman of the board, Kathy Walters who's the, uh, chair elect for the board for their support. Um, but I told Dino, I said, yeah, I want to talk to the board and, and I'm going to ask for their support. And if so, uh, if I receive it, then I would be prepared to, uh, to begin conversations with his representative. Now that was big picture. That was thinking about keeping Dino in place for a long time. And there's a process there, as John just noted, there are a number of people kind of have to sign off on that, but there was a deadline. There was a shorter-term thought about getting this deal done as well. It was everybody's desire to get this announced before the early signing period, which begins a week from uh, from today. Um, so to have that, if there are any recruits that have any doubt, whether it's the 2019 class, the 2020 class, 2021, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, who their coach is going to be, those doubts are now erased. You come to Syracuse University, you're part of our football program, and part of our university, you're going to play for Coach Baber. And I was glad to hear John come around on that because I said it on this show 24 hours ago that I didn't understand not announcing it if you had a deal in place, if you felt it could be a distraction or whatever word you want to use there, because I felt the opposite about that, that that would reassure recruits, it would reassure people that it, just a smidge of doubt in their mind, not that this coaching process turned into Dino going somewhere else, though he will always come up in those conversations and, you know, I got to bring this up. Ralph Russo, our good friend from the Associated Press that we have on the show from time to time, and Ralph is, he's just the best. He kind of is the, he doesn't vote in the AP poll, but he's kind of our godfather. He looks over all the AP voters and kind of reminds us about deadlines and certain things, and he's just a terrific dude. And you should follow him on Twitter if you're a college football fan, if you haven't already. But he noted something on Twitter about this coaching cycle that we should take note of here when it comes to Dino because fans had certainly let John Wildhack know very passionately and very publicly to lock up this coach, to extend Dino, to hashtag pay Dino because, you know, when you turn Syracuse around to the point where they're the second best team in the ACC, people are going to notice and they're going to throw offers Dino's way. But it is worthy to note this, per Ralph Russo, there have been 20 head coaching hires in the FBS in what is called the silly season. That's now. That's from the end of the season, pretty much the end of bowl season, right? Zero 
active Power 5 head coaches switched jobs. Three Power 5 schools hired active group of five head coaches. Three Power 5 schools hired Power 5 coordinators. Three schools, including two Power 5 schools, hired coaches who were out of coaching, including Mac Brown at North Carolina, just to extend that a little bit. Three schools, including one Power Five, hired an FCS head coach. Five schools, including a Power Five, hired coaches who are under the age of 40. Two schools, both Power Five, hired coaches over the age of 60. Dino Babers doesn't fall into any of those categories at 57 years old. It's usually a step up. Think when Syracuse was looking for a coach after they fired Scott Schaefer a few years ago. Dino Babers comes from Bowling Green. Bowling Green's in the MAC. The MAC is not a Power 5 school. So it's a little more rare than you think, albeit certainly not of the realm of possibility. We were talking for a while as if, like, the great, you know, coach shuffle would be going on at some point. So I thought that was worth noting. And as John Wildhack uh, said last night, while not getting into certain details, because he doesn't have to. It's a private one. I respect that. It's a partnership going forward. It's a long-term commitment, and it's a place that Dino Babers wants to be. It is long-term, and I think it you know, really uh, is a partnership. Um, it's a partnership with the university and to, to Coach Babers and a partnership with Coach Babers to the university. Um, I talked to him today. He's on the road recruiting. And, uh, you know, he and I, we had, we had a great conversation. We were both very, very excited. You know, I've said all along that I enjoy working with him, and my desire is for him to be our coach here for a long, long time. And uh, today's announcement really uh, solidifies that. While not telling us exactly what the compensation was, and I asked if that put him amongst the top of the coaches in the ACC, uh, the word was competitive when it came to compensation. And as Wildhack noted on this show last night at a press conference today as well, you know, Syracuse wanted to be competitive and knows what the market bears these days for a good coach like Dino. Yeah, I think we, you know, we, we tried to address, and we did, we did our homework, Brent, and, and the homework on this really started, um, you know, back, you know, back, frankly, in the, you know, in the late summer. So, you know, we did our homework and, um, and we know kind of what, you know, we're, where the market is and we want to be competitive in every respect. And part of that is facilities. Part of that is, is our staff. Part of that is obviously assistant pool for the staff. And, um, you know, I think we've been able to, uh, you know, we've been able to accomplish that. One more from wild hack. And while you're always working, trying to improve, nobody throws their feet on a desk and lights up a cigar and says, my work here is done. I think at some point Syracuse football is back. However you define that, number of wins, back in the AP poll, big bowl game, you know, maybe some people are hesitant to put that title on it until, you know, this is consistent because you came off consecutive four and eight seasons, one nine-win season, hopefully a 10-win season over West Virginia does not declare you back, but I did ask that question. Well, I, I think we're, we're certainly on our way back, and, and we've got more work to do, and, and neither Dino and I, we're not done. There's still a lot of work to do. Um, neither of us are declaring victory, um, but it, this is a big step forward to build off of what the 2018 team has accomplished. And that's you know, let's not forget what has been done the first 12 games. As you know, we got an important game to play. This could be the only seventh team 
in Syracuse University history to win 10 games. But it, it, it really it does propel us uh, for the future, and I think it puts us in a, in a very, very situation. And, listen, we want to be relevant nationally every year, and I get asked all the time, well, what's that mean? To me, Brent, it's really simple, and I learned this from my time at ESPN covering the NFL. If, if you win your division in the NFL, you're in the NFL playoffs. If, if we win our division in the Atlantic Coastal, we're playing in the ACC championship game. If we're neck and neck with Clemson, which we were this year in the ACC Atlantic, we're relevant nationally. We're going to be ranked. We're going to be on national TV. We're going to get everything that goes with that. And that's what we're trying to build on from the 2018 season. And I think today is a huge, huge step forward in that process. So that was John Wildhack right here on ESPN Radio with me. Last night we will talk to the QSAD again at 5.05. We'll certainly circle back on some football stuff. We'll get to some other issues as well. We spent the entire conversation. I did sneak in a Georgetown question at the end, but we'll get more into that and some other things with John coming up later in the show. My weekly chat with Jim Beheim on the way. I want your thoughts on this. You've absorbed it. You heard the news. You heard it last night, you heard it this morning, whenever you heard it, and now you got what you want. And there's one thing that I want to address with this news that I haven't heard a lot of people say, and I'm going to both compliment and challenge you as a fan base. So that's coming up, as Ryan Seacrest would say, after the break. But right now, we're going to find out how the stock market did. We're going to talk to my man Bill from Lee Baldwin & Company here to give us the diamonds and dogs today. What's up, Bill? Uh, not much. The market was uh, pretty quiet today, which is rare. It's been uh, extremely volatile the last couple of weeks. Everybody out Christmas shopping or what? What's, why was it so quiet today? Uh, well, the market was uh, quiet, but uh, I'm sure the volatility come back. Uh, you know, Trump was quiet on his tweets today, so that helped. <laughs> but uh, we're also nice. looking forward to a Santa Claus rally. There you go. So you got some diamonds and dogs for me today, Bill? We do. General Electric finally had a good day. Uh, an analyst that's been bearish on it for a while finally turned uh, more bullish today and said the bottom might be in. So I know there's a lot of GE shareholders out there. Um, so uh, hopefully this is a start. You know, maybe the stock can bottom here and slowly start to move back up. Excellent. Stock, stock finished up 7%. Okay. And who was our dog today, Bill? Um, as usual, there were a lot of dogs. Um, this is this will show you how uh, tough the market is. Delta Airlines came out with uh, uh, quarterly guidance saying, you know, the price of oil is down 30%. That's their biggest cost. Uh, we're going to generate an extra $300 million, uh, due to uh, fuel, uh, lower fuel expenses. We're going to make $5 billion in net income. Uh, we're going to generate 3 to $4 billion in free cash flow, and yet the stock still went down. How so, about that? Tough market there. Yeah. Woo. Even good news is bad news right now, but <laughs> it won't last forever. All right, Bill. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That is our man, Bill, from Lee Baldwin & Company. That's our Diamonds and Dogs for today. Stop on in. Casanova in Utica. Or go to LeeBaldwin.com to get all the info. Up Delta's going to start charging you for your own clothes now. I'm sorry, sir. We're going to have to charge you a $10 fee for that shirt. Um, why? It's my shirt. Uh, it's going to be about $15 for those sneakers, too. We're back after this on the block. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Visualize this. Visualize this. You're in the carrier dome. The house is filled. The feeling is electric. The noise is deafening. You have a defense that is relentless. You have a special teams that has been well coached. 
You have an offense that will not huddle. And you have a game that's faster than you've ever seen on turf. Open your eyes. That's going to be a reality. That's going to be Syracuse football. Thank you. That's almost three years to the day that Dino Babers made that speech as we bring it back here on the block presented by Fusillo Automotive. And he won the room that day. But you got to win more than the room. You got to win games and you got to win over the fan base and you got to win over alums and you got to win over the entire list that it takes to be a coach that's given a long term contract extension as Dino Babers was yesterday. Scott Schaefer won the room at his press conference. Coaches are good at winning the room at their press conferences. It's the follow-up to that. And Dino asked for faith. He kind of put his hand on all of our shoulders that day and said, I got this. You just got to have faith that I can bring this back. Well, this year was what is the question? The start of something, the peak of something, somewhere in between. Syracuse still on the rise. You know, we played the clip from John Wildhack when I said, is Syracuse football back? And you can be back and continue to build and continue to work and continue to improve, but they're taking the we're not done yet approach, which is what you want to hear people at that level say. So Dino won the room that day. He's won the games, and now he's won over the fan base to the point where He did the work. He won the games. The resources have been provided to him, the new practice facility, the new practice fields, the improvement to the Carrier Dome. Uh, Little things that don't get as much attention, but certainly something that John Wildhack brought up in that, you know, a little bit more funding for private jets on recruit trips and those things that the big boys have that Syracuse as a Power 5 school needs to compete. Dino and his staff, is getting more of those things. Certainly not what Nick Saban or Dabo Swinney has, but it's enough to make Syracuse competitive to this point. But somebody that really needs a, a pat on the back for this happening is you. Because you demanded this. You bought into what Dino was selling. You bought into this program, the resurgence of it, even after back-to-back four and eight seasons. You saw what happened this year, and you are smart fans. You are educated fans in that you know that other schools may come calling. Now, I just gave you the numbers a few minutes ago that it's actually kind of rare that a Power 5 coach goes to another Power 5 program, but you didn't want to take any chances. You wanted a commitment from the school. You wanted Syracuse University to show you that they are committed to this lasting, that this was not going to be a stepping stone that this was not going to be just another, hey, good job, good luck somewhere else. Like we saw with Doug Marone. Doug Marone came in and had an impossible job, but did that job well. Turned around the worst era of Syracuse football and how ecstatic we all were to be going to the pinstripe bowl. And when Doug Marone walked out the door to take the Buffalo Bills job, which I certainly don't blame him for doing, there's still a lot of people out there that are still too bitter about that. Well, he said this was his dream job. Well, your dream job doesn't have to be your last job. And when the NFL calls, you don't say no. I don't get why that's so hard for some people out there to understand. You don't turn down a head coaching offer in the National Football League. And by the way, he had about three of them because Cleveland was interested and San Diego was in the mix too. 
You don't say no to that. You don't. But when he walked out the door at 25 and 25, and Syracuse having gone to a couple of nice bowl games and eight and five records, and Scott Schaefer just unfortunately couldn't maintain that level. What Dino has brought Syracuse to now is in a different era at a different time, is more successful, and people want to see that sustained. But I think you're also realistic. I think fans out there are like, look, do I think they're going to win nine or ten games every year? Probably not. We've seen this movie before. We know how the cycle goes. But you believe in this guy. You want this guy to lead you through those times for the foreseeable future, and you let John Wildhack know that. You let Syracuse University know that. This is where the world we live in today works to your advantage and the message that can get spread and how people can unite with something. And it became Paydino. It became Paydino at games. It became Paydino on social media. It became Paydino in the aisles at Wegmans. It became Paydino wherever you can think of. And John Wildhack, and I keep saying John, there's other people involved in this that, you know, don't get discussed as much on sports radio shows. And John said a few of those names in a clip I played a few minutes ago. Heard you loud and clear. Now, he said they started thinking about this early in the season. It's not like they weren't, you know, keen to it. But if you weren't pushing and demanding this, I don't know if there's an urgency to get it done. Make no mistake about this. You made this happen. Okay, while Wildhack is smart and was ahead of the game and went to the board of directors, as he said, and started to map this out, and Dino's agent certainly would have let him known if, you know, School X was on the line and had a better offer. If you as a fan base did not respond the way that you did, I'm not sure this gets done with the urgency that it did. So you need to compliment yourself. You need to pat yourself on the back. You need to say, we made this happen. We got our voice heard. Because it can be frustrating as a fan these days because you don't know what you're getting for your money. I buy tickets. I go to the games. I carve out time every Saturday to watch this team. If I can't go to the game, I watch the road games. I invest. And you don't quite know what that return on that investment is. Well, you got it last night. So there's the compliment. Here's the challenge I have for you. And you know how I feel about attendance. And you know how I feel about that. And people have lives. They are busy. I get people that cannot dedicate every Saturday in the fall to going to the Carrier Dome. I understand that. As a father of a 12-year-old who is the busiest person I've ever seen in my life, I don't know how she does it, but she does it. There are those of you that have three or four kids like that in your house. or Life takes you in different directions. I talk to fans who are just bewildered that people do not dedicate every Saturday in the fall to going to Syracuse football games. And I try to politely explain to them that life gets in the way. Things happen. And I don't fault people that can't do it. But what you are out of is, you know, you can use the word excuses. We can use a lot of things here. But Syracuse has responded to pretty much everything you've demanded. They're winning games again, and that has to be maintained. That's, you know, something that's always in flux, but they're winning games. They are exciting to watch. They have an offense, as Dito told us in that clip I played a few minutes ago on day one, that does not huddle, that puts up a lot of points, and is entertaining. They've got a coach who cares about the community, that's out there, that's fun, and knows what he's doing. They're renovating the dome. I don't want to go out there anymore. Well, the 
a major renovation is underway. They have invested in the facilities. They have invested in the tools that make the football program better. They're working on game presentation. They're working on the things that you have asked them to work on. Well, the schedule is going to ease up in the next few years. When you're in the ACC, inevitably you're going to have two or three huge home games a year. So you're getting the opponents that are worthy of your season ticket. I mean, all these things that people asked for over whatever period of time you want to label it, you have been given it. So I'm not challenging a certain group of people. I'm not going to hone it down to anything other than we as a community have to show up at these games now because that's the last step. You can't have this program. You can't have everything I just mentioned and some things that I did not and have 32,000 people at home games because you're just then something's missing. You're not the big boy program you asked for. That's the next step. And I know saying that on December 13th is, you know, it's just kind of fades into the ether. I won't back off that message. And you know how careful I am about calling people out on that. But that is the next step. It really is. Let's see what Scooter in Jamesville thinks at 437-7644. What's up, Scoot? Well, first, X-Men, I got a hot take for you. Uh, Canadian curling is going to go to a time clock uh, to speed up uh, curling. So that's a hot take for you. I think what's what happening... Happiness to make people are belling up to to the bar between shooting uh, shooting the rocks. So I think they're trying to speed up the game for you. Always enjoy the curling takes, my friend. Exactly. Uh, a couple other things before the Dino Babers. I don't know if you caught the article on the Atlantic about expanding the uh, playoffs for college football. It sounds I did. like they've been listening to you because it yes, sounds like have. your idea is basically <laughs> what they're you know they're. The formula might be. That's so exactly that my idea. Yeah, that's exactly my idea. It's good to know somebody out there listens. We're making a difference <laughs> on this show. Uh, I always thought, I know the extension of the contract. We don't know how many years. To be honest with you, I thought, you know, if the first year, the first contract was six years. I really thought in the next three years, he would, if Coach Babers was going to leave, it would be for like a, a major. Uh, you know, a, a team like Notre Dame or Oklahoma or Ohio State. And last year's timing's everything because all the sexy jobs were last year. You had both Florida jobs open plus UCLA and the West Coast. I didn't think, I didn't think, I didn't think this year there was going to be sexy jobs open. You don't think it would be USC. The thing is, I'm looking at, Brent, is that w- the reason why I thought Coach Babers was one of a good hire over Scott Frost was the age he came in. You know, mid fifties where Scott Frost is thirty five and wasn't going to be happy here for you know for fifteen or twenty years. And if Coach Babers did have success, maybe went you know closer to sixty, that maybe the the fringe the fringe teams that need somebody to rebuild aren't going to maybe take a chance on a sixty sixty one year old coach. It would have to be somebody that's already ready to win. So I think if if Coach Babers doesn't leave in the next couple of years, I think he's going to be. Here for the duration of the, the next contract. All great points, Scooter. I remember you saying that. It's a point I've made, too, that I would never want to speak for Dino in this case. But, you know, when you've been around so much and, you know, you you Eastern Illinois, Bowling Green, these are not destination jobs. These are not life jobs unless you, you know, grew up in Bowling Green and, and want, that that's all you ever wanted to do. God bless you. But. Syracuse can be in the right situation. And at 56, 57 years old, how much do you want to keep moving around the country and doing those things? It's like this is a place, Power 5 school, 
all the great benefits that come with it. There's, a, there's certainly some schools out there that if they call and people were worried about USC, and when USC re-upped Clay Helton, everybody felt like, okay, well, there's not another job out there that I would say I get it. On that note, let's break. We'll come back with some hot takes, including this could be an all-timer in the Stephen A. Smith world of how long can I take it takes. Stay right there. This is On the Block with Brent Axe. Hades bump coming through today. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Some hip hop. That's all I know. <laughs> you thought I was going to break into the whole thing, didn't you? That's about all I know. A hippity hip to the hip hop. You don't stop and something like that. But it's a good song. On the Block is presented by Chocolate Pizza Company. We have, let's listen to it. I'm taking notes here. Okay. Good to know. Uh, Chocolate Pizza. We have one here today. How happy was I? I came in. You know, we're at a radio station. Working at a radio station a lot of times means free food, which is, you know, why all of us are fat. And radio and but today, today there it was, chocolate pizza, just a nice round chocolate pizza with M and M's on it, and these little white things that were snowflakes, and they're just delicious. Chocolate pizza is a terrific gift. They come in these great, I mean, they come in all sizes, right? But the one we have, nice size box, it makes a great gift. Go grab a few of those at the Chocolate Pizza Company. Have them ready to go just in case you forget about somebody. Got to bring something to the office. Holiday party, there's inevitably somebody that gets you a gift that you're like, oh, man, I probably should have got you something. If you've got the chocolate pizzas on standby, you can just boom, look what I got for you. Chocolate pizza. It's a great, great gift in the holiday season. Only 12 days uh, to go, kids. So make sure you pick up a few chocolate pizzas today and all the great creative chocolate creations they have and have a terrific gift on hand or if you don't have to give them as gifts you can just save them for yourself and go to town hit me with that fancy open let's do this thing we've got a hot one for you oh you're hot why thank you so are you and i'm not afraid to cry so hot man it's hot how hot is it it's so hot i poured mcdonald's coffee in my lap to cool off <laughs> it's time for Hot Takes on the block. And Hot Takes is brought to you by our friends at the Press Room Pub, the number one sports and entertainment venue in central New York. Not too late to hang there for your holiday party, hang there for the big game. Nice NFL game tonight, Chargers and Chiefs, Thursday night football. Good place to watch the SU game if you're not going to the SU game. Whatever it is, Press Room Pub, baby, get on down there. You know they have Jim Beheim's old locker there, and there's a lock on it. Who knows what's in the Jim Beheim locker? Maybe if you have enough beers, somebody will tell you. Or buy somebody enough beers, they'll tell you. What's in the locker? Okay, hit the thing because we got an all-timer here. It's now time for How Long Can Brent Take a Take? Okay, now Brent cheated today because usually I don't hear these ahead of time. But I heard this one today and I just said, we got to do it. Because... Stephen A. Smith was the inspiration for how long can I take a take, and this could be an all-timer. You ready for this? Prepare yourself. I don't know if you're ready for this. I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer Ware is out. I'm sorry? Spencer Ware is out. 
Oh, yes, 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 I forgot. I'm sorry, out Max, I'm foot. sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, he is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. I'm yeah. thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derrick Johnson. Mm. See about that. Uh, Hunter Henry's been out for the year, hasn't played football and Derek Johnson's not even in the NFL. He was cut by the Chiefs and the Raiders since the offseason. Oh boy. Take that. Take that, baby. Listen. I make mistakes on this show every day. Every day it happens. I should have a corrections segment like Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon do on PTI. Every mistake I make writing an article on Syracuse.com, the comment section lets me know. And you should let me know. This is not one of those nobody's perfect things, though. That's like, you, you gotta know that. Like... I'll give Stephen A. credit. Like, my man just went in. As the great George Costanza once said, Jerry, it's not a lie if you believe it, right? I'm keeping my eyes on this matchup right here. Spencer Ware is out. I'm sorry? Spencer Ware is out. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I forgot. I'm sorry. There's one. Absolutely. He is out. But I'm thinking Tyreek Hill. Got that one. I'm thinking Patrick Mahomes. I'm also looking at the San Diego Chargers on offense, and I'm thinking about Hunter Henry and the way that he's played this year and as effective as he's been. He's going up against Derrick Johnson. In response, the Los Angeles Chargers tweeted out that LaDainian Tomlinson, Dan Fouts, and Lance Allworth are also all out for tonight's game. Chargers. And Chiefs, good to know. Do we have a Stan Humphreys update on tonight's game? I'm thinking that Stan Humphreys is going to outgun Patrick Mahomes in this game. Stephen A. Smith. That's hot. That's why he makes the big bucks right there. My man. So there's a lot of people out there that are willing to step up and serve their country. We are in a time where public service has never been more scrutinized public service has never been more admirable frankly to put yourself out there in the public sector like that and be able to serve your country as a congressman or whatever the case may be if you're coming from the private sector maybe a more lucrative job maybe a more private job but when you are out there you've got an informed educated voting base that will hold your feet to the fire Serving as the White House Chief of Staff is a thankless job these days because, well, Donald Trump basically is the White House Chief of Staff. It's just a title. And the Chief of Staff in the White House has always been a job that nobody really wants. As I mean, think about that. White House Chief of Staff. It sounds big, but it's, it's kind of a, a fruitless job. But there is a man. There is a man who is willing to step up and serve. And that man is Jose Canseco, tweeting today, hey, little buddy, talking to Donald Trump, of course, you need a bash brother for chief of staff. I got a secret reorganization plan already. I'm also worried about you looking more like a Twinkie every day. I'll buff you up. Daily workouts. DM me. Now, here's the best part. Here's the best part. Yay, democracy. Are you ready for this? 
Hashtag, are you ready for this hashtag? Hashtag, yes, we can, Seiko. Yes, we can, Seiko. Do you know what that deserves? Do you know what that... I haven't done this for a while because there hasn't been anything worthy of this. But I'm going to do it now, and I want you to do it with me. I want you to stop what you are doing and do this with me, okay? If you're driving, this is going to be difficult, so don't do it if you're driving. But if you were in a position where you can do this with me, I want you to stop what you're doing. And just for that hashtag alone, there's like five things in this story that make me happy, but... That hashtag alone, you know what we're going to do for that? We, and it's appropriate because of the time that Jose Canseco played. We are going to do an 80s movie slow clap for Jose Canseco and that terrific hashtag, yes, we can, Seiko. Everybody ready? Everybody right? Seth, come on in. You're going to do this with me. We're going to do an 80s movie slow clap for Jose Canseco. Everybody ready? Here we go. We're back after this. Thank you. Bye-bye.